You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Talking about quarterbacks from a dynasty perspective, next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT and 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Heath Cummings. We're going to talk about some dynasty risers and fallers at the quarterback position. And Heath, I'm going to guess that Tom Brady has fallen quite a bit in your dynasty rankings, maybe fallen off your dynasty rankings because he announced his retirement and in his words for good this time. I mean, you know, we did this exactly a year ago. I was looking it up. He, he retired on February 1st, 2022. So, you know. Hopefully this one sticks. I mean, not hopefully. I, I'm no. not saying I want Tom Brady to be gone, <laughs> but you know, for our purposes, we're we're spending a lot of time talking about it. And I guess the the question for me is, what do you think the Buccaneers do in 2023 at the quarterback position? Well, I first off to answer the first question, there was there were multiple questions in that uh, in that opening monologue, but um, I. I took Tom Brady out of the quarterback rankings last year. I will not be fooled again. Tom Brady <laughs> had fallen all the way to QB 28 before this news. He'll probably be around 40. Uh, in our most recent mock draft, which will be on the site tomorrow or I today, I did um, Adam Azer selected Brady with like the last pick of the 16th round. I don't think that's a terrible idea. He might come back. I would expect the plan A for the Buccaneers is can we go get – a Derek Carr or a Jimmy Garoppolo, and can we bandage this thing together for one more run? Teams are stubborn like that, and they usually hold on a year too long. If it was me, I'd be shopping just about everybody who's over 26 years old, and I'd be starting over. Yeah, I I did write about this for the FFT newsletter uh, on Wednesday. Today's Wednesday, right? Yeah, today's Wednesday. Um, And... I did mention, you know, I, I wouldn't hate the idea of a Jameis Winston reunion. We saw him pass for 5,000 yards. It's not, you know, Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich in charge there like it was when he was there last time. But, you know, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, we saw them have their best seasons with Jameis Winston. So I wouldn't hate the idea of that if they did want to, you know, run it back one more time and see I, if they can win a bad division again. I, I just don't. Jameis Winston is currently the best quarterback <laughs> under contract in yes, that division. Is, yeah. I don't know why the Saints would let him go. <laughs> That's a fair point. Uh, I, I think he'd be available for trade. But yeah, my guess is they'll try to get Jimmy Garoppolo, who's a free agent, or you know, make a run at Derek Carr, who's available via trade. But yeah, it's, it's going to be one of the key things to watch because that is a an old, very expensive team, even taking off Tom Brady's $35 million cap hit for 2023. They're about $20 million over the cap right now. So they've got some work to do uh, to get, gain some flexibility. Let's move on to that dynasty discussion. And, and why don't you tell me, some of the biggest risers in your rankings since the start of the 2022 season. Okay, the very biggest riser, and he's still only QB 19, but without a doubt was Geno Smith. He was outside my top 40 quarterbacks last August. I did not believe he would hold on to the job, much less make a very good case for comeback player of the year. I would have to imagine Geno Smith's going to be a starting quarterback somewhere this year and probably gets in a deal that gives him a good shot of being starting quarterback for the next two years. So in two quarterback leagues, he really emerged as a solid starting option. Higher up, um, Justin Fields moved from QB 12 to QB 4, and we saw Jalen Hurts go from QB 8 to QB 3 in my rankings. And one of the other ones that I noticed that I think is kind of interesting is Daniel Jones, who in your November update was 19th. He's up to 14 now heading into uh, free agency. 
you'd prefer him to go back to the Giants given how much they used him as a rusher, right? Absolutely, yes. And and the fact that he led the team to the playoffs made me think he's probably getting a deal that makes him a starter for the next two to three years. And if that happens, then I think with his rushing ability in this offense, he's going to be a borderline top 12 quarterback. Plus, the receiving core has to be better next season, right? They've got to add somebody. That's a team that should be on the phone with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers saying, hey, would you like to rebuild? We would like Chris Godwin. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Let's uh, talk about some of the guys who fell the most since the start of the season. Yeah, I mean, Trey Lance did fall a little bit. He was the highest, the biggest faller, I think, of guys who were in the top 10. Um, I was a drop for Zach Wilson. I don't think anybody fell as much, though, as Russell Wilson and Matthew Stafford. Two guys... um, Wilson more because of his disappointing play, Stafford with the injuries and just concern about what will he be when he comes back. Both mm-hmm. guys on the second leg of their careers, maybe the third leg for Wilson. I have a little more hope with Sean Payton in Denver that they'll tr- get this thing figured out, but they were borderline top 12 guys who are now not in my top 20. Yeah, I, I struggled with the Sean Payton thing just because this is a team that pretty badly needs talent. They do have, you know, some decent pieces at 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 you know the skill positions at wide receiver and and running back. If Tim Patrick and Javante Williams can come back from their ACL injuries, this you know that's a very good group of position players. It's just I don't know how much of what Sean Payton did with Drew Brees is going to be applicable here because the biggest problem with Russell Wilson this season. I mean, everything was bad, but he was just horrendous in the red zone. I think he had four red zone touchdowns all year. He had a like a 13% touchdown rate in, in the red zone. That was half of the league average. So I don't know how much of you know what made him special in Seattle can be recaptured because I don't think he has that same athleticism. But I, I guess it makes sense to have faith in Sean Payton, right? I think it will be really interesting. I've heard a lot of people say, well, he can't complete 70% of his passes like Drew Brees did. This is a guy who was completing 66% of his passes with an intended air yards of like nine and a half to 10. That's not that much different than what Brees did on all those short area throws. So I think it's, I, when you tell me the touchdown stats, I think regression, how much of that we get will probably determine how good Wilson is. Yeah, that's fair. I'm, I'm pretty skeptical that he's going to turn it around, but I feel better about him with Sean Payton than I would have if they had run it back with Nathaniel Hackett. That's for sure. So that's going to do it for FFT and five. We'll be back tomorrow to talk some early Super Bowl props. We'll see you then. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. 